Hey, yo, smelly bellies. Welcome to another episode of the Smelly Cast podcast with your hosts, Mike and Phil. We are what happy up? to be here. What, what, what it is, yo. Wait, what was that? What'd you say? What up? Oh, hey. Yeah, we're here. And uh, we've got another fun-filled episode, and we're excited to be giving it to you today really hard right now. Let's kick it off, Phil. Here we go. I want you to know I've been I've been uh, hyping up the the Smelly Cast podcast with all of my coworkers over the last it's few weeks. Awful. So as we get these these new episodes released, people are actually going to start listening again. It's not going to just be you and I all alone talking to ourselves like crazy people in the dark. But I'm okay talking to myself. That's the thing you. that our listeners don't know is that we record all of these episodes in the dark, wearing sunglasses. Well, how else am I going to see? That's exactly right. That's that's what I say. So What's that about? Phil, we've got a fun, up, fun-filled episode today. We got, we're going to talk about some, some muscles. We're going to talk yep. about some food-ins. We're going to talk about lots of good stuff. But we have a tradition here on the Smelly Cast. We that do. Is, that is that, that we oftentimes frequently partake of beverages whilst we podcast. Yes. And so today I made a special trip to the gasoline station to go pick up a special beverage that I wanted For to some review. Petrol? I'm going to review petrol. Taste the dinosaurs. Yeah. No, it. no, I'm not. I am going to review a new 1893 PepsiCo Cola. This a new is, one. This is the black current cola. So we've what? had, we've had the, the craft brewed regular cola. We've had the ginger cola. Right. Now it's time for the black currant cola. It says uh, on the bottle, premium cola infused with a bold berry finish. And it's really interesting. They actually call out the fact that uh, their sugar is fair trade certified, which hmm. uh, I highly doubt that it's fair trade certified on their other bottles of regular brand Pepsi. Or they put that on everything. Maybe, maybe. But this is like especially called out. But it comes in this really cool purple uh, purple can, which I know you and I know me, and we are crazy about the purples. Yeah, man. I'm so stoked that my garage band's recording in purple right now. Oh, you're so, I'm so jealous. Mine's red. Yeah, I got but, the old But one. I have this beautiful purple can, so let's let's pop the top and take a sip. Oh. That's how, I just want everyone to know that while that sounds like a sound effect... That is in actuality him opening a can. Yeah, that of was it. And here I go with the, the first sippage. Oh. And so it's got the cola, right? Really strong cola. I'm not getting that bold berry finish. Dude, I, this is trouble, though. You okay there? I'm okay. <laughs> little choke skis? Yeah. Uh, it's because it's, it's got uh, the cola nut extract. That stuff gets me every time. <laughs> yeah, that's whenever you have that, I get that feeling. Um, I think it's important to know okay. that if you hear a sonar dinging sound, it's it's actually this dumb food truck that drives around, and they come at six, and they come at ten p.m. and they blare the sonar ping to get all of the Mexican people that live around us to come out and buy nachos and ice cream. Is it a good food truck though? Do they have good, good tastings? No. And I don't service oh. them because they ping the stupid sonar sound every night. I'm surprised you haven't been trained to just follow that sonar sound. <laughs> I know. Right. Basically okay. like, uh, so I, I've, I've been able to narrow in on that, uh, the berry finish. I wouldn't call it a bold finish, but if any of you have ever had uh, the raspberry Coca-Cola out of the Coca-Cola freestyle machines, I would actually compare it very much to that. Like when they say berry, I think they're talking about razzle dazzle berries. Really? Here's the pour. 
Also, not a sound effect. That's actually him pouring. I can see this. I'm getting bubbles all over my microphone. Now, I do have to say, one of my favorite sodas I've ever had is the Dr. Pepper Berry Cream version, which I haven't seen in years. Yeah. Um, and so it's inter- I'd be interested to hear and taste how similar it is to that. Yeah, the problem is that it just does not have enough of that berry finish. Like, if it had a stronger berry flavor, I think I would like it more. Um, I'm probably not going to buy another one of these kind of like that ginger cola and kind of like the regular 1893 cola. Uh, I mean, I, am a fan of, of anything that tries to be different, but yeah. when you can't taste the difference, when it doesn't have any unique quality to it, then I'm not as excited when I can go get something that's better out of a Coca-Cola freestyle machine that I mix myself with some freaking razzle dazzle berry in it much more delicious than this black currant cola. But that being said, I mean, I don't really know what a black currant tastes like, so maybe it's like super black currant-y. <laughs> you know, well, I think there's a solution to this, Michael. What? One, we need to find a currant bush, and we just mm. need to eat <laughs> currants off the currant bush yes. Yes. while sipping that soda Yes, and then just have a definitive answer. I think that our viewership demands this. Yes, if you demand for us to go find a current bush and to <laughs> to indulge in a current feast, please let us know on Twitter. Please join us in for the summer 2017's Smelly Cast Current Festival. <laughs> yes. Screw the Smelly Tour. We're doing the Current Festival. Everybody gets drunk on currants. Current Fest 17, baby. Mm, That's it's where it's at. be amazing. Okay. That's enough of the Sody Pops. Now, Phil... I got to hear about this. You've started something new. You've started something crazy. I've done it in the past. I want to know all about it. Tell me about your cult. The cult involves ritual hand signs and body movements. You all line up in a room. It's dark. And you just do the same things over and over again with people. Grunting. There's... Typically a lot of grunting and moaning, um, wails, shrieks. G- gyrations. G- gyrations, um, often spasms. Oh. Uh, muscle spasms that you can't control. All that goodness. Um, mm-hmm. And as you're yes. aware, the cult is known as CrossFit. It is. It is called CrossFit. Yeah. Now, I, I'm really excited to talk to you about this because I did CrossFit once upon a time. I, I did it religiously for three months and then I decided that I was sick of paying $100 a month to do CrossFit, and I stopped paying them $100 per month, month. and I, I went on with my life, and I just enjoyed being fat. So, <laughs> but he, so here's the difference, Michael. Did this you get a coupon? You. Here's what might upset you, is that in L.A., everything is more expensive. Oh, geez, I can't even imagine. 160 a month. Oh, farts. That's disgusting. Yep. 160 a month. And my gym pass is $75 a month just so to go to you, the so gym. You're doing CrossFit and a gym pass? So I'm I'm debating what I'm gonna do um because I uh, feel like this is no, that this is that let's buzz market the uh, lifetime. This no, is that LA. Uh, oh LA LA fitness. LA fitness, yes. Yeah, the reason I picked LA Fitness is it's just a nice gym. I worked out there when I lived in Phoenix. They have a good chain. And Fortunately, it's close they don't to your exist. House. In Utah, yeah, it's like down the street. Um, cross the CrossFit box that I work out. Is, oh, work out at. you're already using the lingo. Yeah, you got to use the lingo. Uh, that sounds stupid uh, to my well. Just wait Michael. till you start buying those those Reebok trademark CrossFit shoes. I already got them. Oh, I, I just got to work out a pair of Nike running shoes. Oh, it's not not real CrossFit. I know, and that's okay because I'm <laughs> a big fat guy too, so it all works out. <laughs> It's it's all the same. No one can see your shoes anyway. Right. They're <laughs> judging me by my awful form and my shape and no. the go- ungodly amount of food no. I eat in between sets. Okay. Okay. <laughs> None let's, of that's let's, real. Let's let's rein this in. So so, so in all in all reality, like let's so so I'm debating what I'm gonna do about whether or not I will continue to have a traditional gym membership mm-hmm. in addition to CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Um and the reason being is is you know as you know, and some of our listeners know, I spent the last year doing some bodybuilding, like really aggressively, yeah, aggressive strength bulky. training. Yeah. And I, you know, put on like 50 pounds, uh, 30 something of that was muscle. Yeah. I got really strong again, like I'd missed. Um, it really felt like I'd gotten weak 
um, in the decade plus since we were in high school and I last had like a weight training class that I'd go to every other day. So that I loved and I loved the experience and I loved the feeling of getting a pump when your muscles fill with blood and like mm. you can feel the growth. And I did love that I just, pump miss the soreness, all of that stuff. But, um, one of the things that became very apparent to me, um, over the last six, seven months is that my mobility and my flex ability have just kind of, they've deteriorated. Oh, so I've gotten so bulky that it's harder for me to move around. I'm not as agile as I was. It's harder for me to like bend over and get things. And, you know, I'm a big guy. And so that was a, a big priority for me at the same time. I know the hell that you went through when you did CrossFit and so, how you talk about it. Here's the thing. So here's the, let me, let me give you my, my true opinion of CrossFit. Okay. Cause, I, cause me, I'm not a hater. This. I'm not let a me, hater. Let me just preface this. I'd held off on doing CrossFit for like three months when my friend Cam was trying to get me to join because all I could hear was Michael's being like, I wanted to puke today. Oh, oh yeah. Right? Okay. Okay. So here, here's my, the positives of CrossFit. So there, there are very few negatives. So we'll start with the negatives. Very few negatives. The biggest negative is the the cost, yep. right? And and feeling like the value of the money that you are getting. I, I felt like I was not getting a uh, hundred dollars a month worth of value out of my box. Okay. Now, <laughs> now maybe that's because I wasn't fully indoctrinated into the cult, right? I'd only did yeah, it for right. for three months, but. I, I I didn't go every day either. I was a three to four days a week kind of guy. Okay. Um, I also had a CrossFit buddy, and uh, and that helped a lot because right. I had somebody to check me when they were like, "Hey, I'm are, are you going to the gym today?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm going. Okay, we're going. We're going. We're gonna we're gonna look like idiots together, right? Okay, right. yeah." And and that helped a ton. And and honestly, that's what kind of kept me going. And uh, and. And I really enjoyed the structure of the workout. That's what that's what I really liked because I'm not I'm not a person where I have not been trained on how to work out. I took weight training in high school, but that basically consisted of them saying, "Go over there and and lift those weights over and over until you While can't until you can't paper. move your arms anymore." Like right. there wasn't anything about form or like or muscle groups or yeah nothing about breathing like there were always like the the football players that would have the strap that they would do their squats with because they're so freaking cool but i could never use it because they wouldn't let they wouldn't share their straps with me (laughs) that's awesome they're the belts not straps straps or something else belts Belts. yeah okay we all understood what you meant making sure so so i just i didn't i didn't feel like i was getting everything out of it but i will say the time that I spent at CrossFit, the, that in that three months with that strict regimented workout process is probably the strongest and most in shape that I have been in my life. And it happened very rapidly because yeah. I had to keep up. And I was still the crappiest person in the whole class. But but that's not what it's about. And no, and luckily, like the my box was really cool about that. Like they all right. were very encouraging, very motivating. They they were excited to see me when I came in there. And and really the only thing came down to time i lost my i lost my gym buddy was another thing and the cost and if right. if it wasn't for those three things i probably would keep doing it um even though i have zero time right now uh to be going and playing with my box but I, if i if i had time and money i would do that right uh, and i'd, I'd yeah. probably try crossfit again Right. I, I totally get all of that. So I have the benefit of being self-employed, which means my schedule is pretty so flexible. Jealous, man. So jealous. I have the ability. I have a friend who wants to go as well and has a flexible schedule. It's great to have um, that buddy. Yeah. I, I think the buddy is crucial, honestly. Nick, I, I hate you for moving. I hate yeah, you, Nick. You're dumb, Nick. He'll never listen Shit. to this. We, he doesn't care. We, whatever. We love Nick either way. Um but yeah, you know, it's interesting because I showed up and I think the one thing that I'd heard over and over again is if you've done any type of athletics before and you go into a CrossFit box, there's a big ego that exists yeah. and you think I'm going to be able to keep up and I'm going to be able to do this. And you very quickly learn that's not the case. Yeah, yeah. You need to scale. And I think the cool thing for me is when you go – Everyone is completely understanding. They're all encouraging. It's a yeah. total team atmosphere. Yeah. You are against yourself. That is the truth. 
but they're there to push you and encourage you and celebrate when you like have those victories or, you know, you get a personal record on something, they cheer that on. And then that's pretty cool. Um, I think the other thing for me is I've been doing it for three weeks and immediately way more mobile already. Mm. Yeah, right. Totally. because it forces me to, and it forced me to do things that I wasn't willing to do at the gym, like that I wouldn't do by myself. Yeah, including, and that's because you got that structured wad that everybody's doing, and right. and you just that, that's the thing. My my uh, box would post the wad of the day, uh, like early in the morning, like midnight, it would get posted. Yep. And so I'd be like waking up and I would check the wad for the day before I went in there. Huge mistake, but I learned I did it every day. Because yep. I just like, what kind of hell is coming for me? Yeah. And I would see stuff on there. I'm like, what the crap is that? I don't even know what that is. Going to YouTube and it. Yeah. 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 And like so much of the time was, was spent just dreading that workout. But then when I would get done, it was like, oh my gosh, that was worth it. And you feel like you feel almost invincible. Like you can do yeah. anything after yeah. that because no, you've already done literally the hardest thing you're going to do that day is yeah. go in like today. That's our workout. That's a beautiful way to say it. Yeah, I mean, you really are. Like nothing else you're gonna do is going to be as tough mentally and physically as what you just did. Like, and that's just the truth. And because it's scaled, and you're working to a prescribed weight where they say this is where you need to be to be considered fit yeah. and to be considered at an athletic level, mm-hmm. um, you're always challenging yourself and you're always trying to get bigger and better. But at the same time, there's respect if you're scaling, and there's also the thing I notice is my coaches are great when I tell them, like, you know, you know what wall balls are, I'm sure. Oh, freak, yeah. Yeah, basically, for those of you who don't, you pick up a medicine ball, a 14-pounder, in my case, often a 20-pounder for a man, and you throw it at a wall nine feet high, catch it, squat down, and then it launch it up again. Yeah. Over and over and over again. Um, and the first time I did that, I was exhausted and I had poor form and I caught it and it rolled off my wrist weird and my wrist started hurting later that night and it was sensitive for about a week. Like it was really hard for me to press it down. And I went in and I told them that and they're like, here's your modification. You know, when you're doing this, you're going to do, you know, keep a hard fist when you do a push up instead to stabilize your wrist. And all of those things were great. But yesterday I was doing, um, squats and I was worried. I'm worried when I do squats about my knees, just because my knees have always been a little like sensitive. Sensitive, mm-hmm. um, and I've yet to feel really any pain doing CrossFit, which is another huge thing. Uh, and again, for those of you who don't know, I'm like a 400 pound dude. Like this is not like I'm just throwing the, like this is a lot of weight, zero pain so far. But yesterday yeah. I felt a little bit of pain because it included jump roping and double unders, where you're like, you know, doing all this Pretty stuff. Double unders, man. It took There's... me like it took me like a month to be able to just to do them. All I did, I, I don't know if you saw my post yesterday, but my favorite hashtag I posted all year was hashtag President's Fitness Challenge 96. <laughs> you remember that? When no. you had to go jump rope in the gym? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Trying to get those double unders. Dude, that was so hard. Yeah. Um, what, I'm curious what other one, what other – what other exercises have been difficult for you? For sure. Well, well, I think the thing was um, we were doing thrusters, right, where you you grab the barbell, you yeah. pull it up, you get it up to your chin, you're holding it on your chest, and then you thrust it up using your legs to oh, oh. above head, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I wasn't squatting low enough, and my coach came up to me and she goes, you're not below parallel, you need to crack that. And I was like, well, I'm worried about my knees. She's like, you're hurting your knees more by not going parallel. Go parallel. Oh, Drop weight if you have to. Geez. Yeah, and yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. Oh. And she's like, trust me, drop weight. It's okay. Just work on form. And it killed me because those are movements I wouldn't do. And if I was in the gym by myself, I'm, I could cheat that all day and no one would correct me or stop me. Yep. So it's inc- incredibly beneficial and it's awesome. And, and I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I wouldn't say I'm like fully like culty yet about it. Like it's not what I think about, but it's, yeah. it's awesome. And I'm doing things I would never do. And but there's yeah, definitely great. those people, right? Like you instantly have gotten to know so many of those culty people where like they, they eat and breathe CrossFit. Yeah. They live in that. And I, so, and I see how, I see how very quickly. Yeah. Um, some of the stuff yeah. that, uh, that I loved, um, I did, a, there was always a lot of rowing. Um, yeah. I love rowing and, uh, and I love, that's my modification for running because, you know, again, with my knees and being my size, like sure. my coaches were like, we'd rather you do something else. But rowing man just murders me. Oh, freak. It, I, love I rowing. just want to die. 
So the, the thing that was always the hardest for me are like the wall climb things where you got to climb up a wall like with your feet like so that you're doing a handstand and you go from doing like a push-up and then you climb up the wall until you're upside down doing a handstand against the wall. And then you go back down and do another push-up. I can't remember what they're called. Freak dude, I only had to do that like twice in three months, but I like they're I, not handstand push-ups. They're maybe, different. Maybe, but you handstand do it up a wall. Like, you go up against the wall and then you like come down, rest on your head, and then thrust yourself up against the wall again, doing a push-up. Or are oh. you saying you come down and then do no, a push-up? Yeah, you're and then upside go back down. Up? Like you're doing a handstand against the wall. Like yeah. with your belly against the wall. And then you do a push-up. Uh no. You you okay. have to like walk down the wall, and Ugh. to a to a push up form, and then walk back up the wall with your feet. So you're like, like crazy inchworms, man. That sounds awful. Oh man. Yeah. No, I also I also missed the burpees. I didn't think I would. I cursed the burpees so much. Freaking swinging that, or not the bar, burpees. If you had the, to do bar facing burpees. No. Or you do a burpee and then you have to jump over the bar in front of you and then do another burpee. Oh, probably. I don't know. There, yeah. Anyway, I think I think that's probably enough uh, buzz marketing for for uh, the CrossFit. But I'll uh, just well, I was gonna say like give us you know, your last plugs. Yeah, well, I was just gonna say if anyone's considering doing it, um, I've become a fan of it. It literally took me like five days to recover from my first workout. My quads yeah. were that shot. Then, you know, it hurt my wrist because I didn't have proper form because I was being lazy. Um, Dude, props to you. Completely. Props to you for walking back in there, though, five days Dude. later. Like, when you're ready, going back in. It's a blast. Like, I'm, I'm a fan. Um, and I will say, you, you know, the interesting thing, do you remember Kevin 2? Yeah. Yeah, Kevin too just like added me on Facebook or on Instagram, and he is a co-owner in a CrossFit box in Orem. Really? Which one? Yeah, you know? it's a CrossFit Rise Again. Mm, interesting. So something I thought was interesting. They've got some cool deals. So if any of our listeners, yeah. a lot of you, are, so Buzz, go check it out. Buzz talk market, to Kevin. Uh, old Kevin. Kevin's a man. He's a, he's a cool guy. I haven't I mean, talked he about won Kevin in years. You know, he won an Emmy, right? Kevin too won an Emmy for the Olympic coverage. The oh. 2008 Olympics or 2012. Anyway, super I'm, cool. That's way cool. Yeah, his team won one. But that's it. That's um for my CrossFit journey. The other oh, here's the other thing though, and this is where it might be crazy. Jujitsu. Jujitsu. Yeah, which will probably be one of my favorite things I'll talk about. But man, the reason the other reason why I might not keep up my gym membership is because I might be doing jujitsu four times a week. Freak well. man, jujitsu. I'm not. I don't even know what the difference is between jujitsu and karate. Jujitsu, karate is like kicking and punching. It's like a self-defense hey. fight. Jujitsu is about grounding, getting them to the ground, and then submitting them or choking them out. I feel, I feel so like you're you're ruling out capoeira though. <laughs> yeah, I am because I can't do any cool Brazilian kickflips. Your your Jenga is not good enough. Uh, yeah, it's, I'm not hardcore oh. unless you live hardcore. Anyway, uh, so well, that's cool. Anyway, we'll uh, yeah, we we need to have another follow on once you are a professional jujitsuite. I I did I did a free lesson of jujitsu and it was like I was more winded after that than I was CrossFit. Dang, you're literally just like pulling on someone, and it you know my wrestling stuff came back pretty yeah, quick. That, and that's it true. was a blast. That's it was fun. True. Cool, 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 cool. So, all right, moving on. Moving on. So uh, the the next thing that we that we need to talk about is a wonderful, wonderful experience that we were able to share together, and that is that we were both able to experience the wonders of Club Thirty Three in Disneyland again. Again. Now, yeah. Phil, I think we have actually talked about Club Thirty Three on the podcast in previous yeah. years. We recorded an opening in Club Thirty Three the last time we were there before this uh, one. Okay, I need to go back and listen to that again. So, yeah, we had a one the wonderful, wonderful opportunity to be there again, and and those it was me and you and my wife Nikki and my father, uh, my father as well, and yeah. and it was just a, a wonderful scenario, a wonderful evening, Phil. The the thing that I was just absolutely giddy about was being able to go into Club 33 now that it has been remodeled and it is Club yep. 33 Nouveau, and uh, yep. and and really, 
it's wonderful. I, it, and it wasn't drastically changed. It wasn't like nope. crazy different. They, they held true, but I got to step over and like look in the lounge afterwards because we stayed so late that we were like the last people in the park, but went over there, checked out the lounge, kind of walked through over there. Everyone was like, the service is amazing. The food was amazing. Oh. What was your favorite stuff? <sighs> Hands down, it was the cheese plate. Oh, dude. Love that, that cheese blue. plate. Oh. That moody blue and that honeycomb. Oh, the honeycomb was so honeycomb good. Honeycomb to my heart, man. So for me, it was that French onion soup. Yeah, that, I forgot oh, about the French onion soup. Gosh. I have been craving that ever since partaking of it. I I can't stop thinking about it. Dude, I forgot. That I, was delicious. Like my mouth is just watering. So then this was not like every any other French onion soup. So for our listeners, let me describe this to you. So <laughs> they they bring it out and it is to start it is an empty bowl with with a crouton in it. Now it's not a piece of bread. It's not it's not just like a slice of grandma sycamore's white. No. It's like a homemade crouton. And then they take the 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 soup and they pour it into the bowl. And so like you have all of this stuff mixing all at once yep. and and it just is this amazing texture. And it's not like the watered down French onion that you typically see. This was like a creamy French onion. It was like, oh, oh. rich and beautiful. I would even use the mm. word decadent. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was incredible. And, uh, and, and so we had the cheese plates. And for our mains, I got the lamb shank, which was a, which was a beautiful piece of meat, bone in meat. Um, and then Nikki, she got the steak. So, so what, what, you got the steak as well. Yeah. And, again, and I think we decided the steak was the proper decision there. It was. The lamb the lamb shank was good, but uh, it was not the the best. That, but to explain uh, this to everyone, like when you go in, it's like, I mean, it's a $120 meal. Yeah. And you're, and you're, you're eating a five-course meal. Yeah, and you basically right? select what you would like for each of your courses. Right. And then I substituted – an extra cheese plate in <laughs> instead of having like the seafood portion because I'm not a seafood fan. Yeah. But that scallop looked delicious. The scallop was amazing. I can't remember what I got for the seafood portion. I know I didn't get the scallop because it was the salmon or was it the fish of the day? They had like a special fish. Might've been the fish of the day. Yeah. But, uh... so, so my, the other, my other little favorite treat that they gave us that came out, they came, the cool thing was during, after certain, meals or certain um servings they would bring you a little palate cleanser so we got this yeah, like beautiful sorbet yeah. right so we had this beautiful sorbet it was just a little bite side piece but my favorite was this little biscuit this fresh biscuit with honey butter and like a cured honey ham oh yeah and it was like the smallest portion and it had the little, little sprig of green on the top uh-huh. uh-huh. The little thing you just put it stabbed it with a fork put it in your mouth and it was just like eating the best country dinner mm. Mm. Yeah, all life. in one, one little tiny bite in a little bite man it's beautiful what a wonderful wonderful course, beautiful opportunity going to the court of angels now uh, and sitting there and they brought yes. they offered us hot towels and cider and then going up the stairs so, get and, this I, I learned something to, the other day. I was doing some research on the Court of Angels, and uh, I found out that it is actually not called the Court of Angels. What is it called? It is called the Grand Courtyard. Hmm. And it, it's always been documented as the Grand Courtyard, but at some point, somebody started calling it the Court of Angels, and it kind of got coined as the Court of Angels, and people have kept calling it that. But it's not. Like, that's not the official name for it. I was yeah. blown away. And and so they were saying like, yeah, you're not a real fan of the court of angels. If you don't know what his real name is and all this stuff. Um, Cause like I've been missing the court of angels now for all these years and how much, how one, what a wonderful retreat it was from the park, but literally walking through that door into the court of angels or the grand courtyard. I teared up because I've missed that, that sanctuary from the chaos of Disneyland for so long that uh, it was just uh, such a beautiful time to go in there and there was nobody else around. It was just you and Nikki yeah. and me and my dad. And, and we just got to hang out down there for a little bit and, yeah. and then make our way upstairs. And just the whole evening was, 
we, we had left some chaos, right? Yeah. Finding a, a babysitter lot of chaos. and worried about being late. We had left this chaos, but the second that you stepped into the club 33 into that entryway, the host was gracious saying, Oh no, we've been waiting for you. It's great to have you here. And like you immediately feel relaxed and you feel welcome and you feel just kind of the great, the great feeling of being in uh, such a wonderful exclusive place in, in Disneyland. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, it was, it was an incredible thing. And, you know, I had the, I had this other cool thing that came up. I was invited again just this last Saturday so lucky. to go in. And it put me in a situation where I had a friend who was going – it was a group of people who were going. Mm. And then we were invited to come to Disneyland with them. But someone fell through. They had one open spot and they offered it to me. Mm. But that meant I would be going in with them and then I had my roommate who would just be sitting in Disneyland by himself. And Club 33 is like a two-and-a-half-hour, three-hour deal. Yep. It's not like you just go in for an hour. So um, I made the decision to not go in so he could have the opportunity. Phil, you are too kind. But – now I'm kicking myself because yeah. it ended up being the 50th anniversary of the opening of Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. They had a special meal. They had the special laminated 50th anniversary menus that they gave everyone and signed cards by all of the staff at Club 33. And some of them even had blue ink signatures of the chefs, which are incredibly rare. Yeah. And then Mickey and Minnie were in there dressed as pirates, and they signed those cards for my friends. And they had this incredible experience. Phil, you are you are too kind of a person. But here's here's what I believe. I believe that you sacrificed and you gave up this wonderful experience to a yeah. friend of yours. This will come back to bless you in the future. You might not I know hope. when, you might not know how. <laughs> but you are well, sowing the seeds to to be able to reap them at a future I, time. I hope that that story, when I have my interview to become a member of Club Thirty Three. Is what gets me in. I think it will. I think it I'll will. I'd let you in. No, he had a great time. Wonderful experience. You know, um, he got to enjoy some of the alcoholic beverages, which you can only enjoy them in Club 33 mm-hmm. if it's in, in Disneyland. Um, and, yeah, his favorite meal, his favorite thing on the menu, the cheese plate. I told him to get that for his yep. dinner, for his dessert. He did, and he had a blast. Yep. Loved it. So cool experience. Loved it. I loved going with you. It was, you know, one of those magical moments with, you know, three people who I love and adore the hall family. You're all good people that have done so much for me and to be there again in that situation. I mean, I've been three times and I've been all three times with you. Ah, which I like. Honestly, when you told me you were going, I was like, Oh, (laughs) Oh, I won't, I won't be there with him. You know, and I will say a special shout out to our friends in the Mahalo family for hooking us up and letting us do that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that was a very special experience. The other thing I didn't tell you is that my friends got their Disneyland tickets comped. They were comped, Club 33 comped park hoppers. So they didn't have to pay to get into Disneyland or California Adventure. And the company that they got in under their ticket paid for their meal. Really? Yeah, so imagine that. Everybody in the group? Yep. It was like, it was six people. Completely comped. The whole thing and free tickets into Disneyland. So, I mean, it was was a cool thing, and I'm really glad he got the opportunity. But it's that's the type of magic of that place Mm -hmm. and that environment is that it's just about sharing joy. And, you know, I love it. It's wonderful. Well, yep. I hope hope to have uh, another opportunity someday to uh to enter through those wonderful doors and experience the magic that is club 33 well the beautiful thing is now the new membership requirement is that you just have to be referred by a member yep yeah so it's, it's soon michael soon well that's just the pricey pricey price get there yeah well i'll, I'll pitch in 20 bucks yeah, cool. I'll cover the other fourteen thousand. A deal, or is it twenty twenty four thousand? Oh. <laughs> I'll cover the other oh. the other nice car. So we have been going now for for about thirty minutes, and uh, there's there's really one more thing that I would love for us to do, and uh, and that is to kind of step back and, and go back in time. And talk okay. about one of our one of our common segments that maybe we haven't uh, addressed recently, and that is our favorite things. Nice. So, 
Do you have any favorite things, Phil? I, I have a couple favorite things right now. Okay. Do you want to go first or would you like me to go first? How many favorite things do you have? Uh, I know of of two for okay. sure. I could Let's probably make start. up with like eight make up like eight more. <laughs> you you start. Okay. And then I'll I'll do mine too. So uh, and this one might be one of your favorite things and you can totally chime in because it, you you are also in this club and Oh oh Oh, sorry everyone. That was my dog. I thought that was your end, and I was like, "What's Kilo doing?" <laughs> so, uh, and one of my new favorite things is is a product that I have recently acquired that is called the Apple Watch. Yeah. Yes, and and you also have acquired an Apple Watch. I did. I acquired one. So I I put off getting an Apple Watch for a long time because I felt like. What am I going to use an Apple Watch for? I don't I don't need this, but I have been a very very loyal Fitbit user and I've had a Fitbit for a number of years and so when my Fitbit died, uh Nikki had got an Apple Watch for Christmas and so I said, "You know what? I think I think I would like to get an Apple Watch." And uh I have been really surprised how much I have liked it. Um I feel like I get a lot of the the great tracking that I got with Fitbit the heart rate monitoring. Um, I did get the series two, so I've got the GPS tracking and I've got, uh, kind of the waterproof functionality and all that stuff. And I've been really shocked by how much I have enjoyed having the Apple watch. Now, at first I used it quite a bit and that has died off a little bit more. Now I use it more for notifications or for quick actions or late at night. If I can't sleep, I might pull it up and peruse my Twitter feed. Uh, using the Apple Watch, I have but, yet to do that. But uh, but really, I've I've really enjoyed having it as a companion on my wrist. What are, what are your or, thoughts on the Apple Watch? I so my thing was I do not believe anybody has the right to demand my attention at any moment, mm. right? I I think I have the right to choose that, and I think one of the big problems with social media is people can steal that from you. Mm. I also think that people have an unfair expectation of how fast you should respond to a text message or a voice or a phone call. And I did not want to give anyone permission to contact me at all times. So I kind of sworn I wouldn't get one, Mm. but I have, you know, some wonderful, wonderful friends called the Dabrowski's. Uh, it's a, you know, my friend Cam and his brothers and I'd done some e-commerce consulting for them as they were launching their new brand of clothes uh, for CrossFit, funny enough. Buzz marketing. Right? Buzz Littlebig.co. There you go. Little Great, awesome stuff. That's yeah, nice. But um, so they, they got me one for my birthday. And I regret any day I forget to put it on now. Hmm. And I think for me, more than anything, it's the ability to just kind of track and do everything. But more importantly, the opposite has happened where I can now get that message and then make a decision in the moment, whether or not it's important and dismiss it or respond. And thus I have gained more leverage over my time and availability. I love that. Uh, I've also been really impressed with the integration with my phone and with my computer. When I'm working, I, I get my notifications on my computer and my watch doesn't, doesn't go off and my phone doesn't go off. But when I'm just on my phone, then my watch will go off. Like the way that they've tied like the the whole ecosystem together is is yeah. actually really impressive. That's cool. Then I so I think I have an a, a one. Okay, yeah, I, I have a one because mine does not do that. Mine still buzzes every time. Really? Yeah. Do you so have, I'm it, that's do you have it linked up with your? Well, I guess yeah, it's with your. I'm, phone. I'm on Max, right? It's my Max and my phones, um, and they're all using the same Apple ID. Are you using the thing on your on your Mac where uh, your phone and your computer are tied together? Like, can you send text messages through your computer? Yes. Like the green ones? It's almost exclusively what I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it is a newer feature, which is wonderful. Maybe, maybe yeah. Which is cool, but I'll look into that. Definitely. Um, so the, the, uh, the second favorite thing is something that I'm actually surprised I haven't talked about. Uh, because I use this tool every day, and this is a piece of software uh, that I actually use to design. Uh, I, by for my occupation, I am a designer. I design interfaces and applications, uh, right. predominantly for the web and for mobile. 
And um, the, the main application that I use is called Sketch, and it's developed by Bohemian Coding. And I love this application. It is truly one of my favorite things, and I use it every day. But I haven't, I haven't buzz marketed it here at on, all. The, on the podcast. All. I think the first time I'd heard about it is when we were talking about this a few months ago. Yeah. So I've been using Sketch now for uh, the last two years. And I came over from using Adobe Illustrator predominantly for all of my interface design. And Illustrator did great for me. Um, but when I switched over to Sketch, like it was kind of, I put it off for a couple of years because I didn't want to learn all the new shortcuts and I didn't want to have to figure out how to do all the things. But once I forced myself to do it, and I, I quickly fell in love with the simplicity. They've got some amazing plugins that people have created and continue to create. And it continues to be kind of my go-to standard when it comes to designing. And uh, I, I feel like I just need to buzz market it. So check out Sketch. And uh, it's it's created by Bohemian Coding. So That's awesome. Is it open source at all? It is not open source. But no. the, the licensing is actually really straightforward. It's just a one-time $100 price tag. And uh, and then you own it for a certain number of years, and then and then you can pay for additional updates. I think it's after five years you got to pay like another like forty bucks or something to keep the updates coming, and that'll buy right. you another four years. They kind of switched that recently. It used to just be a flat hundred dollar one time thing, um, but yeah, I've I've absolutely loved it, and they continue to improve it and and add to it. I feel like I'm getting updates all the time to it. And, cool. uh, and it's kind of the go-to standard for UX and interface design. Uh, it's kind of what people, it's what people use. So That's awesome. Adobe's trying to compete, right? They've got their Adobe XD application, which I actually just installed again today. I was on the beta and used it a little bit, but playing around with it today. And it's really simplified even more so drastically simplified from sketch, even a little bit more, but uh, you know, that, that, that Creative Cloud subscription pricing is is not pleasant. Nope, so, uh, I pay that every month. Um, luckily, I was able to renew with a student discount, so it's twenty nice. bucks instead of sixty. Yeah. Uh, but they were hitting me with a little extra, and you know they make it awful. You yep. can't call in. You get no phone support. If you, I had stock. I tried to cancel that. They told me I had to cancel my entire plan, which would have removed my student pricing for Creative Cloud. Yeah. Uh, it was and it was a nightmare, and they. I, I reached out to them because they billed me for two extra months after they told me that they would cancel it. They didn't. I didn't get a refund on those. They just credited one of the months that I was moving into. So I just canceled it all out and then started over. And, you know, if if I didn't have to use Photoshop and Illustrator every single day, yeah. I, which is surprising, you know, you'd think I'd be using Premiere more. But if I didn't have to use those other two applications, I, I wouldn't pay it. But yeah. I have to. That's the thing. Like I'm in the same boat. Like I do, I need, I use Photoshop. I use illustrator, especially for doing like high quality, like logo icon design. design, logo design. It's, it's illustrator logo is still, design for me. still the go-to. Um, nothing re- has really replaced that yet, but, uh, I hope, I hope that some other applications, I love the competition out there. I love that, you know, Adobe's kind of scared and that's forcing them to create these new apps Good. just to compete. Uh, so hopefully they can get wise and realize that, uh, I mean, I don't think they'll go away from the subscription pricing. It's been really successful for them, but uh, I think they're just, yeah, they're I mean, just making it harder benefits. on on people. I mean, right. I got my start in design by pirating, you know, Photoshop, and having a pirated version of Photoshop on my computer was the only thing that the only way that I was able to afford being able to design. And you know, granted, they got to make money. I understand that, but. You know, making it so that the barriers to entry are easier for for up and coming and students, I think, is is critical. You know, twenty twenty bucks a month for every single Adobe tool it's is pretty good. It's doable for yep. sure. Yep, especially um, if that's if your passion, right? If that's right. your passion and you love doing it. Yeah, cool. That's awesome. So well, yeah, my my favorite thing right now is that. I'd done this test back in October. Michael and I were on a little diet bed that we yes, were doing. Yes. And I, it involved the slow-carb diet as taught by Tim Ferriss in his book, The 4-Hour Body, which I'd seen success for. Mostly we were doing it as I wanted to help my brothers out. But I quickly learned that with me lifting regularly and doing that diet, 
it was very hard for my body to recover mm. and I wasn't seeing the success. So I moved over to tracking macros. Mm. And I've been trying to convince you to do this for forever, Michael. It's just so hard to keep track it's, of that stuff. It's, it's not, though. You just scan like, barcodes. But I don't eat barcode stuff. Yeah, you do. And I don't. most of that stuff is like, but they have the whole database. No, it's the database so hard. Like just putting in path. one. Okay. okay. I'm going to let you buzz market it and then I'll. You're being I'll lazy. No, I'm not lazy. lazy. Yeah, you are. It's super simple, man. Okay, t- but, t- sell me on it right now. Okay. So, so for those of you who don't know, macronutrients is you're just tracking not just calories, but what your calories are made of. And it's divided into three sections carbohydrates, fats, proteins. And based on what your goals are, whether you want to gain body mass, you know, muscle, you want to maintain, or you want to lose fat, you can set up the ratio and based on your weight and your height and your gender and your activity levels and your basal basic excuse me, basal metabolic rate, which is how many calories you burn in a day, your BMR, it's going to tell you what you should do. So right now I burn thirty three hundred calories a day just by being alive. Okay. To lose weight, it recommends that I eat 2,600 calories, and that is made up of like 200 carbohydrates a day, 80 fats, grams, and 260 grams of protein, mm, yeah. which was honestly, my, after looking at it, my diet was mostly fats and carbohydrates and not nearly yeah. as much protein. That protein is hard to get, man. It has been, and that's why this is my new favorite thing is because I met this – I found this guy online, the Flexible Diet um, – I can't remember the rest of his – that was a guy named Zach. But he has this ebook for recipes that are macro-friendly, mm. including breakfasts, lunches, main entrees, and desserts, mm. including protein donuts that don't taste awful. Protein um, donuts? Yeah, where you're mixing like flour and protein mix, and then you're making icing out of like fat-free cream cheese with protein it mix in it. Have you made that? That sounds like so much work. You're I baking. You're baking protein donuts. I made it. I did it. I snapped it. I didn't snap it. I was all over the Insta story with this. Oh. I just did this on Sunday night. I gotta. Was, I gotta check your Insta story more. Fascinating, but anyway, the thing that I love most is that I've. You know, very quickly you can figure out, okay, I can use pizza sauce on everything. And it's 30 calories per quarter of a cup. Oh. It's basically nothing. I love pizza sauce. And the flavor is amazing. So my go-to meal right now has been pita pizzas where I take like a low-carb pita, put it in the oven, heat it up for five minutes, and then I put my sauce on there and I put my turkey pepperoni and fat-free cheese, which is just like nine grams of protein and no fat, and it's more like plastic than anything. But I do that, boom! Like I'm heavy. I'm it's happy. Like, it's like a homemade Lunchables pizza. Exactly. But exactly. Probably tastier. A little, a little bit better. And but <laughs> my number one thing, and this will be my only, my only thing that I absolutely like love that I'll talk about, is the protein icing. Jello bowl, hmm. protein pudding Jello bowl. You buy this? No, I make this. You you make this? Tell me I how bake, you make this. I cook things. So you need you need non-fat Greek yogurt, plain. Okay. Stevia. Okay. Low-fat or excuse me, fat-free, sugar-free cheesecake pudding from Jello. Okay. Yeah. And then sugar-free Jello. Okay. Like what flavor? Like any and all, whatever you want. I've tried like corn, a, lime, like a fruit, like a fruit. Okay. Yeah, they're Jello, so they're more. Fr- yeah. They're going to be fruit flavors. Strawberry, so cherry, cherry is kind of my favorite. I like cherry right now. I've tried cherry, orange, and lime. Um, but basically, you take your packet of Jello mix, you pour it into a bowl, you take a cup of water, heat it up in the microwave for a minute and a half, pour that into the bowl, mix that for two minutes. Then you take two cups of ice, put it in there, it quick sets, Mm -hmm. stir that for two minutes, scoop out the little pieces of ice left, put it in the fridge. At 30 minutes to an hour later, you got your Jello done. You pull it out. Then you take a cup of nonfat Greek yogurt, mix it with eight grams of cheesecake pudding Mm -hmm. and two grams of stevia. Mix that up, put that on top of the Jello. Then a little bit of whipped cream from the can, ready whip, and some sprinkles. 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 Because it adds some texture. Gotta get your sprinkles. Right. And then you're good to go. And that thing is 160 calories. 
like 15 grams of carbohydrates, zero fat, and 26 grams of protein. Whoa. Yeah. This is all it's that's that's a cup of non-fat yo- what you, yogurt. What do you what's your name for this again? The it's a excuse me, it's a protein pudding jello bowl. Protein pudding jello bowl. Yeah, you can see pictures of it on my Instagram right now at Philly Philly Hudson. The PPJB. Sh- sure, yes. But it's amazing. And then you can make like protein icings out of like peanut butter and stuff like that and pour them on top. And there's all other kinds of crazy things. I just got Reese's cereal. I'm going to crunch it up, oh, make a crust. I love Reese's cereal. Yeah. I'm going to crunch that up, make a crust, and then pour the jello into that. Oh, you're like making a cheesecake. Make a pie with cheesecake icing on top. It's so good. I tried today, it was cherry and chocolate with chocolate sprinkles. It was amazing. Dude, it's good stuff. And so the thing I love is, you know, I went from eating, you know, um, 80 to 100 grams of fat a day. So right now I'm ending my days with like 40 grams of fat. Dude, that's crazy good. And most of my fats are coming from my eggs. All right. I'm sold. I, so, I keep getting sold every time I talk to you. <laughs> you got to do it. And I've got recipes now that actually make it like feasible. But the cool thing about it is it's flexible. You can literally go out. Like I finished CrossFit today and I went and I had Pizza Rev, which is like the pizza press. Yeah, yeah. And I had my barbecue chicken pizza. And that was like oh. 1,100 calories. And it was I, amazing. Sorry. Um, you mentioned pizza press. I forgot to tell you. They're they're closing the pizza press. No. And they're moving to two hotels down oh, south. Okay, <laughs> scared me. I know, but they're they're franchising and opening up a bunch of like seventeen other locations. Well, it's a huge thing here. Like in, oh. in California, you've got Pyology, Pizza Rev, Pizza Press. There's a bunch of others. Pizza Press is gonna be big. Love it, man. Love it. Anyway, well, we are, for a we long are time. getting long here. Smelly bellies. Thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for sticking that out and, and actually listening to this podcast. If you did make it all the way through, we'd love to know it. Nobody ever makes it this far. So <laughs> if you, if you did hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, anywhere you want, it's facebook.com slash smellycast, twitter.com slash smellycast. And, uh, I think Phil's got Pinterest.com slash smellycast. No, just no, I, don't I don't think have we have that. Pinterest. We don't. No, we don't know how to use that Pinterest thing, but, uh, yeah. But definitely hit us up. We want to hear if you like these episodes, if they're too long, if if I ramble too much, if you don't like the weird words that I use. Like, tell us. Let us know. I, I know I do this perfectly, so I'm cool. Yeah, he's pretty good, that guy. Whatever. All right. Smelly Bellies, thanks a ton. And Bye. just remember, let's get it on. <laughs>